Hello creatures, welcome back to Casket Culture. My name is Michaela. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're new here, welcome to the shit show. If you're not, thanks for coming back. I hope y'all are feeling festive today because I have not one, but three cases for you in this holiday special. Um, so sit back, grab, um, probably a beverage, maybe a snack, I don't know. We'll see how long this is. As a disclaimer, all cases used are meant for educational purposes only and never meant to harm the victims or the families of the victims. It's 2008 and Joseph and Alicia Ortega were celebrating Christmas the only way they knew how. Surrounded by their five children, Sylvia, Letitia, Alicia, James, and Charles, plus their spouses and children. The house was full of laughter, games, good food, and no one wanted the night to end. The night eventually drew to a close around 11.30, and while everyone was getting ready to leave, there was a knock at the door. Eight-year-old Katrina, the grandchild of the Ortegas, would race to open the door. Katrina would be met by a man dressed as Santa Claus, and her, her cries of excitement would come to an end quickly, as the man would fire a bullet point-blank ranged into the eight-year-old's face. The rest of the household naturally broke into chaos, and quickly the family members began to hide throughout the house. The next person to be shot would be James Ortega, who despite his injuries would continue to try to fight the gunman and defend his family. Unfortunately, his attempts would be unsuccessful, and the gunman would proceed to kill the rest of the family, leaving Letitia as the only survivor. After the gunman completed this part of his attack, he revealed the final part of his plan. The shooter brought a homemade flamethrower. He doused the entire house of gas in gasoline and set it on fire using the flamethrower. A total of nine people would die that night and could only be identified by medical and dental records due to the extent of their injuries. It was reported that most of the survivors were able to recognize the shooter and would later be identified as Bruce Pardo, the ex-partner of Sylvia Ortega. Bruce died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head and was found by his brother, Brad Pardo. A post-mortem toxicology report revealed that Pardo was under the influence of cocaine during the time of the crime. The motive of Pardo was unclear, but the factors that may have driven him to the crime fall from revenge for Sylvia for moving on after their divorce and due to the worsening financial conditions from her recent lost job. The next case I'm going to be discussing is the Omeima Nelson case, aka the Hannibal Lecter copycat. Omeima Nelson was born in Cairo, Egypt, and eventually moved from Cairo to the U.S. in 1986, making her only 18 at the time. Once she was established in the U.S., she began a career in modeling and also nannied on the side to get by. To outsiders, she was pursuing the American dream. In 1991, Omeima would meet her future husband, 56-year-old Bill Nelson. Bill previously worked as a pilot, but this was cut to an end due to a conviction of drug smuggling. Despite the 30-year difference between the couple, they would marry after only two weeks of knowing each other. Their marriage reportedly started out well, but this would not last for long. Omeima reported that during her honeymoon was when the violence began, and on Thanksgiving Day, 1991, Omeima reported that Bill sexually assaulted her. She reported that in self-defense, she would hit him with an iron and proceed to stab him with a pair of scissors. But Omeima wouldn't stop there. Omeima would go on to castrate and dismember her husband's corpse, and then proceed to cook his head and hands. After this, she would mix his dismembered remains with leftover turkey from Thanksgiving. Omeima soon realized that she couldn't dispose of him alone, so she did the most practical thing she could think of, gathered the rest of the remains up, put them in her deceased husband's car, and drove to her ex-boyfriend's house. Up 
Upon arrival, Omema offered her previous partner and friend $75,000 to get rid of the remains. Despite the bizarre nature of the case, Nelson was sentenced to 27 years to life. She was also charged with assaulting her ex, tying him up, and holding him in gunpoint. During the trial, it was revealed that Nelson was a victim of female genital mutilation as a child and had suffered from PTSD as a result of the abuse. During the trial, she remained adamant that her husband regularly sexually abused her in their month-long relationship. Another gruesome aspect of the case, um, 80 pounds were never found of the remains, and neighbors testified that the night of the crime, they heard her garbage disposal running all night long. And that was the case of Omema Nelson. Um, a little bit short, not so sweet. The last case I have for you is a little bit different. This is called the Christmas Eve Italian Hall Disaster, also known as the 1913 Massacre. I'll set the scene. So it is 1913 in Calame, Michigan, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Workers' rights were a hot topic despite the lack of regulations in place to protect workers, and miners in particular were subject to long hours and dangerous working conditions. The mining industry was going through extensive hardships, including a five-month-long strike due to unfair treatment and wages of the miners, and a lot of the miners in this area were immigrant Eastern Europeans, Southern Europeans, and Finnish immigrants. There was a lot of push and pull between the union and the mining companies to reach any sort of agreement, and the morale was low for those on strike. Winter was quickly approaching, and the strikers were living off of saved-up union funds, which ran out in unfortunately no time. In light of these hardships, a Christmas party was held to raise the spirits of the miners and their families. This particular Christmas party would be held in the Italian Hall in Calame, Michigan on Christmas Eve. The event had a huge turnout with around 600 to 700 people in one building and the hall was filled to the brim with people. The Italian Hall had two floors with the party being on the second floor and the only entry and exit of that floor was a six foot wide staircase. Notably, the building only had one fire escape on the lower side of the building. All is well, everyone has joined the festivities, the night is going well, people are drinking, and as a result, security has become more relaxed as the night progresses. At some point in the evening, an unknown man entered the hall. He yelled fire twice into the banquet hall, then panic erupted. Partygoers began frantically looking for an exit, bumping into each other, tripping over each other, Someone tripped, which led to a domino effect of people falling into each other. Eventually, people began to die from suffocation or just being trampled in the midst of the chaos. In total, 73 people died, including 59 children, due to being trampled to death. Following this disaster, an investigation was launched due to the mysterious man who might have had ties with Citizens Alliance, an anti-union organization. All these claims were eventually dropped, and eventually the union miners ran out of funds. Only half of these workers returned to their jobs, and the other half went on to other things or suffered from poverty. In 1984, the hall was officially demolished, and the door was left in place as a reminder of a very ugly piece of history. And that was that. Somehow, even after talking about three cases, I am just barely at ten minutes, so... I apologize, I talk wicked fast for no reason. I just get very passionate about what I'm talking about and what I want to tell you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, let me know if you would like a longer episode or if you're okay with these short episodes. But either way, I will see y'all next week. 
and don't forget to share like and show this episode to your cat your great uncle david your best friend i don't care thank you so much for your support as always and yeah cool second nasty bye <laughs>